previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. And it was funny because I moved to New York for my job there and I must have been a couple months that I was still like pretty new and pretty fresh and one of the things we have to ask our customers when they come in is like, oh, how'd you hear about us? Mm-hmm. And one of the customers was like, um, oh, I heard from a podcast and I hesitate around like, can I ask which one? And he was like, oh, I don't think you know it. And I looked at him and I was like, are you a little? <laughs> Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast, and we are super, super excited. We are, we're not resetting the board, but we are doing episode 51. I can't think of any better way to start it than having a full house. Roxy, you're back with us, right? Sure am. And we've got Simon and Tiny Chucks with us. Hey, hey. Holy hell. (laughs) Now, Sully, Sully, take a breath, take a breath. Don't turn us off. He's not going to talk much. Okay. He's just, he's just here for the, he's just here. Don't for the even get me started. <laughs> <laughs> Guys. I mean, I can't, I can't think of a better way. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. First of all, thank you all the loyal littles out there for all your well wishes. And on our 50th episode, I cannot believe we've already hit 50 and especially Simon, Chuck, we, we couldn't have done it without you. I know Roxy no. and I do it a lot on our own, but I mean, you two have been, we've had other co-hosts as well, but you, you two have been our other mainstays and we just can't thank you from the bottom of our heart enough. Well, yeah. congratulations. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Huge, huge, huge news. Wow. So. That's like AARP status almost, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, do you think you could, but do you think you could maybe show up if we get to 100? I mean, we wanted you yes. on, and you – I mean, Simon, you were, you've been out of the country. Where did you go exactly? Uh, I went to Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. And, and we were scared because nice. you were there during that bridge collapse, right? Yeah, I was only you know, maybe 30 – minute drive away from wow. uh, where that bridge overpass thing collapsed wow. in Mexico City. Uh, it's very sad. But, <laughs> yeah, um, of course, yeah. But yeah, no, Mexico City and I was in Tulum as well. Highly recommend both these places. Nice. Really, really cool. Lots of culture. Excellent. It's great. Sure. And sure. So, so Chuck, what's your excuse? Fantastic. Wait, well, first I wanted to ask, if you get a Coke in Mexico, do they still call it Mexican Coke? Or is it <laughs> just Coke? Uh, it's just Coke. I didn't actually okay. have one, even though everyone said you're supposed to get it because it's like real sugar or something, right? right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like twice as expensive here to get a Mexican to Coke. To get a Mexican but, Coke. Yeah. yeah but they I, I think great. most countries, like, I think England has real sugar as well, I think. Oh, do they? I, I think high fructose corn sugar is, is a big thing here in America. Sadly. Yeah. Wow. Well, so but, Chuck, what's your excuse? Um, I haven't been out of the country. I've just kind of been out of my mind for a little while. So Did Sully get really you down? Sully it. beat you down. Bad. He beat you down. He's like, I'm not wow. coming back on the podcast. So. Well, I don't, you need to have Sully on here. So let's hear, let's see, see what he's got. He's going to talk the talk. Let's see if he can walk the walk. Ah. <laughs> oh, Sully challenges then. Well, first of all, we're excited. First of all, cause we're starting 51 today and stat boys back. We're so excited. Bobby Godfrey back. He writes in, stepping in as stat boy, even though I'm only partway through tonight. I'm 98% sure Lou, well, I couldn't, I pronounced it Lou's Delaware. It's L-E-W-E-S. Delaware is pronounced Lewis. So we, I guessed. I took a shot. I was 50-50. I, I failed. That's why you never go with my bets. I pronounced it Lou's. He's claiming it's Lewis, Delaware. So thank you, Bobby Gottfried, for that. And next we have a, we want to do a big congratulations. We completely meant to do this on our 50th episode. And I thought, how funny is it that it totally fell on our 50th episode? Our 600th follower on Twitter, 600 follows. That's amazing. And it is Sean Johnson. So he's at Sean P. Johnson. Thank you so much. I mean, like we said, we don't know what that gets you, but uh, I guess a shout out. Gets you a shout out. Yeah, a little shout out on the loyal little Podcast. Yeah. Wow. So thank I mean, you. I never even shouted out my my Twitter. <laughs> I've got like four followers. So. <laughs> You've got four followers. Well, I don't know. Something pretty small. I mean, Littles, can you go over and help Simon out? Give him a follow. I'm not and, even on. I don't really use it. Be a, but yes, give me that follow. <laughs> give me that follow. And then next, let's get to a quick email we have from Roop Sharma. And he says, Chuck and Roxy, and we're going to say Simon and Tiny Chuck because you're here today. The Cafe Press Merchandise predates Tony having his own shop by at least 10 years. This used to be the place to go for merchandise before Tony started doing his own podcast. If I remember correctly, Dan Levy or Levi, who was a major little back in the day, used to design a lot of the items you can find on the site. 
Okay, so does that give uh, Roxy here a little, you know... That that makes me feel a lot better <laughs> um, because, I mean, there had to have been a reason why another site carried TK stuff. Right. I mean, there just had to have been. So, so. I'm very relieved to know that... <laughs> Yeah, let's catch these guys up. So Simon and, and Chuck, uh, Roxy bought me a birthday present. Oh, by the way, guys, thanks for your birthday presents. Yeah. Um, and it's in the mail. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And Damn she, mail system. She bought me a TK <laughs> mug, and it says, this coffee stinks. And But she didn't buy it from the TK website, so that... That was yeah. that was not good. Anyway, no. and real quick. Wow, so your present sucks is what he's saying. <laughs> wow. Um, the present itself didn't suck. It was the where she where got I, it from. Where I got it from. <laughs> the gratitude. I think that sucked. That sure. Cool. That must be it. <laughs> So, and let's real quick, a uh, big shout out to Jared Schofer, who has crossed into Tennessee. I Ooh. mean, he's through oh, Oklahoma. Right. Oh, that's right. And Tennessee's wow. a long state. Now, we were lucky enough to interview him when he was in Oklahoma. He's over halfway done. Now, Tennessee's a long state. So it's, I, I'm kind of curious because yeah. I have family down there. So it's going to be interesting to me to see how long it takes him to get through Tennessee. Yeah. And, um, so that'll yeah, be he's just like bopping along, like getting from state to state. Like this is this is so cool. It's amazing. And again, follow him on Instagram. It's Jared J A R A D two one one two. Don't forget that. And also the important one, Venmo, also at Jared two one one two. Uh, I don't know what his goal was for Tennessee. He's been setting little goals for every state, and he's doing it all for cancer research. So do what you can, Littles. Help him out. Again, the Instagram account is great. He gives you videos almost every day of his yeah. exploits and like just where he's going and what he's doing. He ran into very recently a, a major bridge crossing, which is kind of interesting considering our Friday Five coming up later this episode, and how a pedestrian bridge that he was counting on to cross a river was closed. Oh, no. Yeah, it wasn't updated or something like that. And so he had to find an alternate route and, oh, disaster. So follow him over there on Instagram. And also the big other big news. Now, we teased it many episodes, and you're probably upset that we haven't gotten to it yet. You're going to have to wait a little bit longer for the big announcement from Summer of Littles 3.1. Now, you know Chuck and Roxy. I mean, come on, we can't do anything simple. We're not just going to, like, say it. So you're going to have to wait for our – it'll be in between our interview today, which is amazing, which you're not going to want to miss. And we'll have the big announcement from Summer of Littles 3.1. All right, all of you, let's get out of here. Great guests. I mean, Roxy, what can we say about this guy? He's old school, right? That's what I would say. Yeah, that's a good that's a good way to put it. It was an absolute pleasure. So much fun picking his brain and the stories, especially off air. We'll get into that later. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC podcast network. Keep listening. It's really funny. Once I saw your desire coming from your life, I know it's no more within you than the tears you no more cry. We are being played in this episode by a good friend of the podcast, Dante Mazzetti, and this song is called The West Wind. If you like what you hear and you want to hear more, head on over to DanteMazzetti.com. That is D-A-N-T-E-M-A-Z-Z-E-T-T-I.com. And he also has a great Facebook page, and that's at Dante Mazzetti Music. So check him out over there. And as always, we'll play the full song, The West Wind, at the end of the podcast. You've been burned too long, I know, with the west wind go. Your sunburned eyes should let you know. With the West Wind All right.
right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And all the way from Frankfurt, Michigan, please welcome to the podcast, Mr. Ed Vaught. Hey, Ed, how's it going? Uh, everything's going just <laughs> fabulously. This is going to be a lot of fun. I could tell already because Littles, for those of you that don't know, we send out these forms ahead of time to get some information so we know your background a little bit. And I'm trying to get, we're, we're trying to be in 2021. And one of the questions is, do, do you use pronouns and what they are? And so you very nicely put he and then you put it, question mark. So <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm going to use that. So here it is, Ed Butt. Uh, well, welcome to the podcast. This has been a long time coming. We really appreciate you coming on. My pleasure. All right. Well, I mean, you know the deal. I know you've heard of uh, a, more than a few of our podcasts, so we thank you for that, first of all, for being a loyal listener. Why don't you take a second, introduce yourself. Now, also, I have to say before you, you get into this, Loyal Littles, I mean, now, are you just going to read this basic essay you sent to us? No, no, Because no, you no. could. No, Littles, this is amazing. He sent us this what, what is this? So this is for my 50th college reunion. My ah. class at Lawrence University is kind of unique. So instead of the usual, how many grandchildren do you have and where'd you go on your trip last year? We were given essay questions to respond to. <laughs> oh. That's so clever. And Littles, I mean, maybe with your permission, we might we'll post this on Twitter or something if, if you don't mind. I mean, uh, no? That's fine. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fabulous. It, it gives you the whole rundown here. But let's hear it right from you. Tell us all about yourself, where you're from, anything you want the loyal Littles to know. Well, first of all, I'm really old. I'm seven <laughs> months older than Tony. Oh, okay. I identify as a Chicagoan, and even though I've been in all 50 states, including Alaska, Chuck, um, and six of the seven continents, and even though I handled lawsuits in 35 of the 50 states, and even though we spent the last 15 winters in Colorado, I have only been a citizen of Illinois, Wisconsin, and Michigan, so I'm clearly a Midwesterner. Ah. So, aside here, uh, I was just listening as Jared was talking about walking across the country. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and he talked about the people of New Mexico, and I absolutely agree. I had a lawsuit that took me to New Mexico for about six weeks a year for three years, including 9-11. Uh, That's where I was. Oh, wow. And uh, the people, it took for a while for them to accept this interloper from Chicago. But eventually, we became very close friends. I got to know these people really well. And, oh, for you uh, Red Sox fans, my only trip to Fenway was on a deposition in that case with one of the lawyers from uh, from Albuquerque. Oh, wow. Oh, interesting. And how was the game? It was a, it was a great game. You couldn't ask for better. Big Poppy hit one over the green monster in the 18th to win 4-3. Whoa, 18? 18th? Yes. The only problem with that was they stopped serving beer in the 7th, and we were right. Right. <laughs> right. And, and you will drool at this. By the time most of the people had left, we stayed to the end, so we were down right in front of the dugout, the dugout. right wow. behind the dugout. And Pedro came out and talked to us for the whole time. Oh, That's wow. amazing. I love it when they do that. Oh, and I not know. just Red Sox players. I mean, a lot of he players was, do that when, when people hang around for games like that. Because let's face it, it was probably, what, 2, 3 in the morning? Uh, 12.30. Yeah. Well, oh, okay. So it wasn't actually that bad. Because we missed the MTA and we had to walk half of the way back before we found a cab. Right. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Wow. So that's really great that players do that. That's really cool. And Littles, this is kind of mind-boggling for me right now. I, I swear to you, we are not right now interviewing, I know his name's Ed, but we are not interviewing Ed Begley Jr. as a gag here, okay? Now, for all you, <laughs> this is, we watch Young Sheldon. We're big fans mm -hmm. of Young Sheldon, and Ed plays one of the characters on that. And uh, Ed, you, you sound just like him. This is so cool. This is really funny. Well, well actually, I'm really Sean Morrissey faking Ed Begley's voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'd believe it. I really I would. would. This is really freaking me out right now because I'm telling you, I don't know Ed Begley's work that much, but I, I know he's on that show and I watch it religiously. Mm -hmm. So, oh my gosh, this is kind of like killing me here. It's hilarious. All right. So what else you want us to know? Where'd you go to school and all that stuff? Where did you grow up exactly? Well, uh, the lawyer in me says that that assumes a fact, not an evidence. <laughs> I never grew up. <laughs> I was born in Chicago. I've lived in Wisconsin for, uh, we used to spend my summers in, in northern Wisconsin. Uh, I lived in Wisconsin until I was from three months to five years, then back to the suburban Chicago area, and then uh, lived in Chicago all my life until it came time to retire in Frankfort, Michigan, where we had a summer cottage. Oh, nice. okay. And did you go to school and all that? 
Uh, I went to Lawrence College in Appleton, Wisconsin, and then to the University of Michigan Law School. Oh, wow. Okay. And so how long were you practicing law? Or are uh, you still? 40 plus. No, I'm completely retired now. I practiced gotcha. over 40 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I told you, I'm even older than Tony. <laughs> So speaking of Tony, how did you get into him and where did you start hearing about him and all that? Well, I was a big fan of the sports writers in Chicago, which was a uh, local Chicago uh, show that ESPN saw and actually turned into the sports reporters. Okay. Oh, and for uh, for Shel Pendleton, one of my favorite people in the sports writers in Chicago was a former Northwestern wide receiver and a Medill journalism graduate, Rick Tellender, who went on to ESPN. And aside, he's really important musically in our family, but that's a really long story we can't get into now. So. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, it's your oh, interview. And, Take the time. <laughs> well, and, and, and actually one of the great things about this show, they had all these old, well, Rick Tellender was young, and then the other guys were these old, crusty, old-time sports writers, and they all sat around and smoked cigars. So at any rate, when ESPN picked it up, that became appointment television for me. I was in the days before VCRs or anything, sure. so I would make sure I got up and watch it, and that's where I saw Tony. And then uh, I'm driving to work sometime, and I was listening to ESPN radio in the 90s, and Tony Kornheiser came on, and I just, oh, I remember him. He's great. And especially I like the non-sports part. You know, for example, appointment listening at that time was Wednesday when he talked about last night's 24 episode. Right. See, that I was, was a big fan of 24. Gotcha. That was before my time, but I, I loved it when he would come on and talk about American Idol and all that stuff. Those kind of shows. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I realized I'm not that big a sports fan. I'd much rather listen to him talk about the other stuff. Yeah. Mm. Oh, me too sometimes. And those mm -hmm. are the best stories. I think a lot of people chime in and say that stuff, you know, where they, yeah. they'd rather hear about his adventures with Chessie or Bootsy and the Hammer or whatever, and they just like those kind of stories instead. Well, so finally I got bummed when that got canceled. And then, uh, you know, being almost as much of a Luddite as Tony is when it comes to technology, I finally realized in about 2013 that I could get a podcast on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, uh, I searched for ESPN and I said, Tony Kornheiser, I wonder what that is. And yeah. the rest is history. Yeah. Well, if, not that it's going to make you feel any better. I, I, I'm probably, I don't want to say much younger than you, Um I'm getting up there myself, but I honestly, I didn't even have a phone that could get a podcast until probably around 20, 2013. So yeah, it was definitely after we met yeah. on the road and I'm like, what are you using? For I would phone? use my and iPod. Like, what I would literally this? go into iTunes, hook my iPod up to my computer, download it onto my iPod mm -hmm. and then walk around with an iPod. Mm -hmm. And that's how I did it. And yeah, he had a flip phone and... <laughs> I mean, I had one too, uh, back away, well, but he held on to his a lot longer yeah, I than held, I did. Yeah. I resisted for a long time, <laughs> very, very long so, time. So let me interrupt an interview for a minute. May, if, stop me if you've already talked about this on the podcast and I missed it. So you guys met on the road? Yeah. Yes, we were both doing the national tour of White Christmas in ah. 2012. I was an, a dancer in the ensemble and he was the drummer and we just started hanging out and well, that's really cool. Now that's we're a, doing a podcast together. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I dragged her along. I said, hey, I need someone to help me with this. Yeah. Because so. she's always hearing me talk about Tony this, Tony that, Tony, you know, it's just, it's hilarious that she, she kind of sort of knew who he was, but not really at all. And the so. pandemic hit and I, I said, you need a hobby. <laughs> so, so the other thing, my wife, the woman to whom I'm related by marriage in formal terms, uh, <laughs> first of all, I always save Ann Hornaday for her because she really loves movies. She's more than willing to listen to even sports as we're driving across the country. You know, she particularly likes the, the non-sports stuff. And and the important thing is she's be, she's met a bunch of littles, and she's a fan of all the littles. Oh, good. So, so would that, she, that is the definition of a tiny, Yeah, I would think. you say she's a yeah. tiny then? Uh, she might even be even, that's why I say she might be in the middle of all that. But yes. Oh. Uh, fun size. But have, fun size. But have, <laughs> yeah, fun, fun size. I like that. Yeah, right? Just don't let her hear that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I when I got my spot on Fortune Teller a couple weeks ago, I was really excited and I thought, does this make me a little? And, you know, so people, we kind of left it up to, I don't know if you heard that that episode, yeah, but we, I did. I we did. left it up to people. And uh, Eric Wondergan, actually, I think he tweeted something about, you can be, you can call yourself whatever you want, but how about fun size? Yeah. I think you know, Steve Oswald had that too. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's I like an in-between. Great minds yeah. think alike type moment. <laughs> Now, I'm not going to assume anything. Where do your sports alliances lie? 
Favorite team, favorite well, sports? Well, I'm going to really disappoint you guys for a minute here. Uh, well, we don't child, expect I you grew- to be Red Sox fans, so right. don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, as a child, I grew up as a Yankees fan. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, I see. My dad saying. was a longtime Southsider and a avid White Sox fan. But when I was seven and learning how to play baseball, the nine-year-old kid down the street uh, had just moved from New York. And so between being contrary and not wanting to agree with my father on anything and worshiping <laughs> this guy who was teaching me how to play baseball, I became a Yankee fan. Oh, uh, that's kind of a good story, though. Yeah, we I respect, respect that. that. Yeah. Well, so much, in fact, that when Mickey Mantle was on the cover of both Newsweek and Time one week, I got those two covers put them on the couch in the living room with a big mirror behind it and worked until my stance looked exactly like Mickey's. Oh, that's amazing. And now I'm afraid it's degenerated since then. (laughs) And even the proper stance didn't let me hit the baseball. And I was such a Mickey Mantle fan that we actually got married on Mickey Mantle's birthday. Oh, my gosh. So that way I told my wife that uh, that way I'd never forget our anniversary. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Smooth. And, and to this day, she doesn't know how much of that is a joke and how much of it's true. Right. <laughs> oh, I love that. Wow, that's great. Uh, but for what it's worth, I've outgrown my worship of the Yankees. Mm-hmm. And I'm basically a uh, Blackhawks, Bears, and Bulls fan. Gotcha. Uh, and I'm not a true Chicago baseball fan because I cheer for both the Cubs and the White Sox. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Oh, here's another aside. I've actually represented the Mets in two cases way way back a long time ago that i can tell you about sometime over a beer probably not on the on the podcast (laughs) oh okay interesting the mets i'm kind of curious yes wow maybe we'll do that in the break and and, and then my my two real sports loves are the university of michigan where i cheer for in any sport unless they're playing lawrence college ah right okay so go blue now speaking of i mean are you like slurping up the draft this year like wilbon is or what, what are your thoughts no, I, what I realized listening to Luke Overby, he described it better than, yeah, I never thought about it his way. I'm more into the competition than I am into the individual sports or the individual uh, teams. It's hard to seriously follow Chicago teams unless they're in the World Series or in the NBA playoffs or something up here. But I'm really into the competition. And I probably watch more golf than anything else. Oh, and, and every four years, I go absolutely bonkers for curling. Ooh. In the Olympic, I yes. love. Cur- I get up in the middle of the night and watch curling. Oh. I think it's so cool. I, I would love to try it someday. I, I don't really get it. I don't either, I but I like it. it. Right? Yeah, I don't. But so, what are they doing when they're brushing in front of it? Is that making it go faster? They're both making it go faster or making it turn. Yeah. Oh. So, or making it turn more or less. Right. So the okay. faster it goes, the less it's going to turn, the slower it goes. It's just like a putt on a fast green or a slow green right. for you golfers. Right. Yeah, I love everything about the Olympics. Well, maybe not everything, but I, I love all the countries coming together and competing and all the more, I would consider more obscure sports like curling, which I know that's an insult to people who are professional curlers. I just don't watch it and I don't see oh, it broadcast like, very like, much. So. Oh yeah, no, it's only on the Olympics, right? So here's one thing, Storm Cloud Brewing, where Summer Little's 3.1 is going to be in Frankfurt, Michigan, has a curling league next outside next to the uh, wait, pub. Wait, what? Seriously? Seriously. Wait, I want to go to that Summer of I Little's. I know, right? Well, it's not going to... It's not going to be available at that time, I would imagine. Yeah. No, curling is not going to be available <laughs> then. But uh, Well, we thought maybe so, indoors. Who knows? No. <laughs> the other thing is the uh, Olympic curling trials for the U.S. were held in Colorado one year. And so my wife and I went to see one of the days. It was just a blast. Yeah. The curlers, not only are they serious competitors, but they are serious party animals. No, wow. really? <laughs> they do drink between rounds, you know, <laughs> unless, except for maybe the Olympics. Oh, wow. Right, I was going to say. <laughs> and, and there was this woman who was the grand dame of Colorado curling sitting in the row behind us, and people would come up and pay homage to her. And she would tell stories about people passing out on the lawn at the uh, at the Broadmoor in, in Colorado Springs and you know, all these outrageous oh stories. It was really fun. That's so cool. Wow. That's, that's so looking forward to the Olympics. Now, what about the new ones? I mean, how do we feel about breakdancing? How's that going over on you? Um, I'm not a fan of, are they going to have the same Russian judges who 
butcher the uh, scoring in uh, figure skating? I Maybe. have no idea. But when I heard that, I just thought it was... Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, there is an art to breakdancing. I tried it. I might have meddled it in a little bit when I was in, you know, seventh and eighth grade. And it's not easy. Don't get me wrong. There's it's, No, it takes a but, lot of athleticism. So, I, I mean, dance in general is... Dance is a sport. But I'm, that's my point, it's an athletic, actually. It's an athletic physical activity so i can understand why they would maybe consider break dancing put that in the category but, as but why not al- ballroom dancing that's my al- point why not tap dancing right why like not? as an olympic sport right. i don't that's know where it's kind of interesting yeah. anyway oh so roxy here's one of the things i wanted to tell you my daughter took oh probably two years of uh ballet and uh, two years of modern dance but her true love is tap dancing she oh. tap danced for like eight years and she even took a class uh, a couple of years ago as an adult. You know, right. tap, I love that. I love hearing that. It is my absolute favorite, and it's so great. I actually teach sometimes on occasion, but I take a lot. There's a class that we started out here in the city called Cardio Tap, but it's now virtual. So if okay. she's interested, I can okay. I can hook you up, like give you the link. She could try it out and test out her tap shoes again. And it's really that, fun. It it's, is a lot of fun. It's actually. really that fun. Would, that would be great fun. When she was a little girl, she would get those tap shoes on and get up on stage. And it just, she went into her stage persona. Yep. All of a sudden she just snapped up. She got, uh, she just had a presence about her and she had a self-confidence so much that when we were in uh, Quebec city, one time there was this outdoor stage uh, near that big old castle, and she got up on stage in front of all these people and just tap danced for them. Wow. Oh my gosh! Oh, that's great. She was oh, about, you know, that. she's probably about eight or nine years old at the time. Aww. And one time, she even took her masonite board out in the front yard by the sidewalk yeah. and entertained all the guys coming back from uh, the commuter train at night. Oh, oh wow! That is so sweet. That's. Right. Oh, and one other thing that I happen to know from listening to one of the is that uh, there was a time when she was maybe the kids were about 10 and I'd been traveling a lot. So I said, we need to have some special dad time since I hadn't been around. And so her choice was she wanted me to take her to 42nd Street. Oh, that's, that's Roxy's show. favorite. <laughs> I know it is. And so we made a whole evening out of it. We scalped really good tickets. Was we this in New York? Rows, no, in, in Chicago. In Chicago. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. We scalped 15th row center seats. And it was, wow. it was, it was fabulous. It's, yeah. That is a magical show. It's such a great show. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Uh, Roxy, we got to have to think of that. We should start. I mean, you're fun size, so we could start plugging some of these things you do. I mean, That's cardio true. tap is a great thing because you don't even have to be a tap dancer to enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of based on that, but. Our motto is all sweat, no judgment. You just got to keep moving your body. And <laughs> right. if you pick up the steps, you pick up the steps. It's If not, it's no big deal. And, and But if do, you are a dancer, it's so, if tap dancer, it's so much fun. Yeah, and they do these themes and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, we do theme and, classes, yeah, and, um, different decades, different types of things. So, yeah. All right. Well, Ed, we have so much more to get into you're, you're sticking around right i hope oh yes okay, absolutely right. great 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 all right you Lil. can't get rid of me this easily <laughs> well we, we haven't even touched upon jingle fest and summer of summer of littles and things like that so littles will be right back with meet the littles hey roxy Hey, Chuck. So we've been teasing a big Summer of Littles 3.1 announcement for today. Roxy, could I interest you with a maybe a little summeroflittles.com? I'm sorry, what? That's right. Summer of Littles 3.1 has a website. Summeroflittles.com. All one word. That's right. We've told you the names of the towns and the cities, which are confirmed to host venues for Summer of Littles 3.1 on August 7th. Now you can meet the hosts for those venues and see the locations they have chosen for the Littles Summer get-together by visiting the event's new website. What is that? Summeroflittles.com. It has such a nice ring to it. I don't know. I I just really love it. As expected, among the venues, there are lots of breweries and restaurants, but there is also a baseball game, a backyard potluck, which we're coming back to, and a chance to visit Le Schwaggerie. Uh, Roxy, clearly you've been banned from there. Sorry, Rob. See the confirmed venues and get all your Summer of Littles 3.1 questions answered at summeroflittles.com. Now, this has been really great. We are so excited. We've already, we've, 
we had the privilege of taking a sneak peek of the website before it dropped. Littles, even if you already know where you're going, look at this. It's really fun. Look at all the venues. There's great pictures of the hosts and everything like that. But my favorite so far, I'm sure there's going to be more, but Shad, he's just giving him his backyard so you can do a potluck dinner. Like <laughs> He has this great place and he's just, I mean, talk about Littles helping Littles. He's just giving it up. Like here, just come on over. That's incredible. <laughs> and uh, hello, I'd love to go to the baseball game. But Littles, this is just the beginning. Additional venues are in the works, so be sure to check summeroflittles.com periodically for venue updates and other Summer of Littles 3.1 news. And of course, if this piques your interest in hosting a Summer of Littles 3.1 venue on August 7th in your locale, uh, hello, Tiny Chuck. Let's get it done, Springfield, Missouri. Please reach out at summeroflittles2 at gmail.com Again, that email address is summeroflittles2, the number two, at gmail.com. Summer of Littles 3.1 is on August 7th. As little, Lee Gordon has declared, Finally, August has a holiday. All right, say goodbye, Roxy. Goodbye, Roxy. Summeroflittles.com Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And we are lucky enough to have Ed Butt with us this episode. And he's telling us some great stories. Hopefully we'll hear some more off air. So we wanted to get right back into things here. Now, first of all, you told us a while back when you said you were going to come on that you have a, a fun Littles tiny story for Roxy. You want to start with that? Oh, sure. One of the things that we did was when we were out in Colorado, I had met a couple of the Littles, mostly on Twitter, but a couple of them in person. And then uh, we decided we were going to, it was before Summer of Littles, this was a winter of Littles, and we were going to get together. So we were trying to figure out where. So it was Lori Sherwood's birthday, and she said, we're going to go to the Waterloo in Louisville. It's a small bar uh, that has live music, but later in the evening, good hamburgers, and it's a big Johnny Cash. Every time you... Uh, uh, get your check. They give you a bumper sticker that says, God bless Johnny Cash. <laughs> now, can we pause uh, for a second? Now, did yeah. you say Louisville? Now, is this Louisville? And now, is that near where you live? Is that up? Or are you talking yeah, about yeah. Louisville? Like, no, I'm talking, talking about Louisville, Colorado. Oh, okay. Louis. Is, All right. That's, is, I just want to make which sure. Is, which is near Boulder. Okay. Gotcha. Boulder, okay. Denver. Gotcha. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, okay. I sent an email to Tony and said that the uh, Littles are going to meet at the Waterloo Tavern in Louisville, Colorado, and any and all are welcome to join us. And we ended up with about 12 people. We had a great time. We're sitting there. Meanwhile, as the evening is coming to an end, there is a two-top next to us with a couple, and they get up and start to leave, and then he leans over to the table and says, La Cheeserie. Stop it. And, cool. and she turns to him and says, Damn it, now I know why you wanted to come to the Waterloo tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you he knew about it, you think? He knew about it because he heard about it in the podcast. He wasn't going to get her to go to the uh. to this meeting of all these idiots. that, uh, And so he insisted on going anyway without telling her why he wanted to go there. Oh, Wait, my, that's, that's amazing. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. <laughs> so it turns out they sat down and talked to us, and she, she just like in. my wife, she realized that all these people, when you actually talk to them, they're not all crazy. Uh, yeah. right? Well, they're all crazy, but they're all fun and crazy. Right, sure. and they're not always all talking about Tony and stuff in the show. They're right. just talking about life and stuff. So, wow, right. that's so That is so that's cool. That's a great story. <laughs> And so this wasn't like a major event. It was just you guys getting no. together and calling we've it Winter it, Littles. Yeah, I think we've done it five times out there. Oh, wow. Now. Okay. Usually, yeah, we've got a, I've got an email chain so I can invite all the people who have been there before. Sure. But we always uh, throw it onto the, uh, onto the, you know, the podcast and let Tony come in. One time we uh, said only half jokingly, we've decided to move it up to Longmont on the north side of Boulder. So it'll be closer so that uh, Cree from Fort Collins, Tim Cree from Fort Collins, Colorado, could oh, make it. Nice. And all of a sudden, we're about into dinner, and he said, I forgot about this. And my wife says, you're supposed to be in, in Longmont tonight. So he walks in and says, hi, this is Tim Cree from Fort Collins, <laughs> Fort Collins Colorado. <laughs> wow. That's so much fun. So, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, when uh, Rob Berg and Jamie were living out there, they were regular participants. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been great fun. Nice. Yeah, I got to be honest, Colorado's on my list. I, 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 in my travels for the 25 years I spent 
full time on the road, I almost bought apartments in both Denver and Seattle. Those are my two cities. Such a nice area. This is probably way too deep and you're probably going to want to cut this. But uh, one of the things that's kind of interesting about uh, Frankfurt, Michigan, most of the people that we hang around with uh, are in Crystal Lake, which is just north of town. A few years ago, they counted it up and there were 70 kids between the ages of 20 and 40 who had spent the, their summers on the west end of Crystal Lake who were living in Colorado. If, if you like one place, you're going to like the other. Right. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. So my, my wife went to the University of Colorado and so did my son. And uh, he stayed out there. Okay. Oh, and cool. so, that, so we get to see them in the winter when we're out say, there. That's a great connection. This way you can go back and forth yeah. and visit and you get the best of both worlds. Well, we had rented before he got married and before he had a, we had a grandchild. Uh, we had rented the same place out there for a dozen years hmm. uh, in the winter. I promise, you know, when we started uh, coming up to Frankfurt, Michigan, for most of the year, back in 97, we became Michigan residents and, and had to live here at least six months out of the year. And then we'd go south to Chicago for the winter. And somebody said, you go south to the Chicago winter? Are you crazy? <laughs> it's and so warmer I than told, Michigan, though, right? <laughs> uh, not really. Not really. Yeah, yeah. on the lake. Yeah, that's true. Uh, oh, so at any rate, I, I told uh, Leslie that, you know, if we sell our house in Chicago, I promise I'll take you somewhere with sun every winter for a few months. And that's when we started going back to Boulder. I was still working full time, but because uh, she had gone to college there and had a bunch of friends who were there, she could entertain herself while I was working. Sure. Oh, that's great. Now, in your travels all these years, did you ever get to chatter in a Jingle Fest or anything like that? Yeah, I I was at Jingle Fest 2, 3, and 4. Oh, wow. Uh, and uh, Jingle Fest 2 was so much fun. For 3 and 4, I came in on Tuesday before the... You know, Jingle Fest on Saturday. Oh, okay. So, gotcha. so one year, uh, uh, Tuesday was trivia night. So I played in trivia with the, the Littles group. Oh, uh, nice. It was uh, the Reverend Mark Schaefer and Bobby Gottfried and uh, Adina from Damascus yeah. and her daughter and somebody else. And Carol Kornheiser was on our oh, team then. Oh, cool. That's a big treat. It That's was cool. very now, cool. Now, before we, we upset Neil from Rock, was Neil there? Because he got really upset when Bobby left him off the list. <laughs> I don't think Neil was okay, there. I just want to cover that before. <laughs> no, no, I don't know no, if Neil no. still listens to the podcast, but just want to. And, and Claire was not there. There was somebody sitting between Dina and Carol, and I can't remember who it I'm is. Trying to think, Jeff Stevens, maybe. I'm trying to think who else was mm. on that team. So, and the Jingle Fest show itself is great. But frankly, I like the rest of it even better. Well, that's what I was going to say. You were there so early. First of all, this blows my mind that people from so far away, you know, the travel time and the the expense and just everything to just, it's it's amazing that this event brings so many people, so many littles from all around the, the country together. What other things did you do during the week? That was going to be my next question, actually, because you got there so early. That's amazing. Well, we did cheddar uh, for the shows in the morning that year, and we I did jingle golf, and then you know Friday night they always had drinks at the Palm, which was great fun. Mm -hmm. And Claire had arranged with uh, Dawn Reese for us to uh, do the African American Museum, oh, which yeah. was just fabulous. Yeah. And then uh, I would do some touristy things in part of the time when there was nothing else going on, but then we get to dinner with people at night and whatever. Yeah. It was it was great. There's a couple of my favorite things for, see, it must have been for the third Jingle Fest. The hotel we were staying was a Marriott, and they always have great lobby bars. Sure. And this one had a, oh, it must have been a 40-foot-long narrow table in the lobby bar. And anytime that bar was open, there were little sitting around that table, you know, <laughs> drinking and talking to each other. Sure. It was, that's where you really get to know so many people. Oh, and then I think it was uh, Jingle Fest 4, where Todd Takei arranged a beer tasting. And we oh. ended up with a hundred diff over a hundred different beers from all over the what? country. Yeah. That I brought so four cool. in from, from from Frankfurt. And Todd had these little glasses made up that said, I think I had that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That, that's... So we had these three ounce glasses. Now the funny thing is we were trying to find a place to hold this. Mm -hmm. They weren't gonna let us drink beer right. in the bar. Sure, of course. And so I tried to get a conference room and they would only let us you have to buy all of your food and uh and liquor from them. Mm -hmm. So I decided I would try to get a uh, a suite and we could all cram into a suite. And uh, so I went and went to get take get a suite and he said, what do you want it for? 
And I told him the truth. What a mistake that Uh-oh. was. <laughs> yeah, I was going to uh, say. He said, no. So Robin Eva goes down and she, it's a suite. It says, and what do you, why do you need a suite? You're already staying at the hotel. And he said, well, I have a video conference call tomorrow with one of my male colleagues. And I cannot be on a video conference call sitting on a bed. That's just very unprofessional. So we want to rent a suite. Ah, Okay. (laughs) And so, yeah, she's very smart. And so, okay. So we had to sneak in two and three at a time. Oh, my gosh. Instead of going in all at once and we were coming in, it was like, the password, what cheese are we? Of course. <laughs> so speakeasy and, and happening. <laughs> and all night long, everybody was going, shh, shh, keep it quiet, keep your voice down. <laughs> and of course, the more the more beer we drank, the louder the shushes sure. got. Exactly, of course. <laughs> oh, and my favorite part about that one is Heather Miller was walking around asking everyone what their room number was. And I go, oh, and <laughs> as soon as you tell her what your room number was, she roll up the sleeve on your T-shirt and write it on your uh, arm. Ballpoint uh, pen. So we know where to dump the body when you're done. Right, right. Oh my gosh. Or so you could remember where you, you know, that's, people laugh at that, but that's, that happens. Yeah. And especially for us, when you travel and you go from hotel to hotel to hotel, especially the one-nighters. If you're there for a week, it's not so bad. But we used to do the one-nighters. There's some times where I would go to the floor of the room I was in the night before right. by accident and like right. not even remember like, oh my oh, gosh. Oh, I'm in a different hotel, different city completely. I mean, <laughs> those hotel room keys, we used to just take a Sharpie and write the room number on it because mm. we couldn't remember what room we were in and stuff. And, that, there, and so you can imagine when alcohol was involved on top of that. <laughs> Uh, uh, yes, I can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this was pre-alcohol. We couldn't remember what yeah. room we were in. So, um, I had the same problem. I traveled so much that I would uh, I remembered it by location. I remember yeah. how far down the hall was yeah. and whether it was a left open door, right open door, or whatever. By I the, could never remember the numbers. Yeah, by the ice machine, by the elevator. Yeah, yeah whatever you have to do to yeah yep. keep an eye. That is so funny. So this is interesting because you've now professed to the entire Little's Nation that you are older than Tony. Yes. So, curious, did you ever go to a summer camp growing up? And if so, where? I went to a Boy Scout camp. Okay. But I also was a camp counselor for two summers. Oh, nice. At a YMCA camp. Oh, cool. Interesting. Yeah, it was. It was That was kind of fun. I had somebody, some of my friends from college were uh, camp counselors, had been campers, and then later camp counselored this place. And then I was looking for a job for the summer, and they said, we can get you a job there. And so they had to teach me some skills. So I had to have one of the uh, assistant counselors, one of the high school age kids, come out and uh, teach me how to be an archery instructor. Mm, cool. I wonder if they still have archery at camps. Probably not. I well, we have, we had rifle shooting too. What? So yeah, I had, we had BB guns and archery. No, we as well. had we had twenty twos. Wow. <gasps> okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> guessing well, you have to remember we're in the midwest too sure well okay there's that but you know also in upstate new york they i think they still have it which su- shocks me and it's funny i told this other story about the baseball bats on a, a very oh. recent mm-hmm. episode and so i keep putting this out there and giving these stu- crazy people ideas but you know i i was saying how i'm surprised no one has just taken a baseball bat and started hitting, hitting people, people on a subway whatever have you ever gone to those county fairs where they have that machine gun where you have to shoot out the star. Do you know what I'm talking about? Not that one. No. It's like a. It's uh, basically BB guns, mm-hmm. but one yep. of it's this thing where they they take a, a picture of a star, a little red star, and they move it down, and then you have to shoot it out. And it's kind of a scam because it's almost impossible to do, right. but people do yep. it all the time. I'm just shocked that no one has ever just taken the gun, and turned around, around yeah. and started like shooting people and you know passerbyers. And it's just I can't. I, it amazes me every time I see that they still have that game available for people to play. Right. You know, with no like. You know, yeah, it's crazy. There's a lot of things that. Uh, well. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole nother podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. We used to go, uh, we were driving up to uh, northern Wisconsin with my parents. They had an, an old uh, Buick Roadmaster that had the big bullet right where your forehead would hit the steel dashboard <laughs> if you were in an accident. And of course, they didn't have any seatbelts. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was one of those kids sat in the back facing backwards uh-huh. with no seatbelt. You know, that pull up thing in the back of the yep. station wagon? Yep. That was, yep. yeah, that oh, was yeah. me and my little sister. When we were young growing up, my uh, parents figured out that the old crib would exactly fit in the back seat. So they would put stuff underneath the crib, then put the crib up so that it was at the level of the back of the front seat. And then the three kids would just lay there for the entire 11-hour trip to Hayward, Wisconsin. (laughs) 
Wow. <laughs> my have times have changed. Meanwhile, I'm, well, All right, this isn't yeah, a competition here, Ed. Just so you know this. <laughs> and so that's how I became a product liability lawyer. Uh. <laughs> and there's the full story, Littles. <laughs> All right, perfect. Way to wrap that up. So we have these fun, dumb questions we call them, but actually one, it's not really because I'm kind of curious. Do you have a, a, a team or a franchise and it can be, you know, whoever, college pro that isn't your personal favorite, but you really respect them from afar? Uh, it's even more than I respect them from afar and they're not my favorite. I absolutely hate the Green Bay Packers <laughs> and I respect them greatly. Oh, okay. Mm. And what about so Ohio during, State? No Ohio State love being Oh, no, there? I don't respect or hate. I, <laughs> I hate them and do not respect them. No, that's a whole different ballgame. Yeah, right. right. Uh, gotcha. So my uh, four years in Appleton, Wisconsin, 30 miles down the road mm. from Green Bay, as a Bear fan, I've suffered through three NFL championships and two Super Bowls by the hated Packers. That's and true. back in those days, there was only one game you could see, and that was your local team. There was nothing else on TV. Right. So I had to watch a Packer game every Sunday yeah, every afternoon. Sunday, right. I would cheer for whoever the other team was. Mm. And I would scream at the TV every time they got a third or fourth and one. They're going to fake it to Taylor, and they're going to hit Horning on the swing pass. You know what? They never listened to me. <laughs> they, and they always completed the pass. Of course. So I have my answer, okay? But I'm curious, because this one just came up on my feed here. Who would play you in a movie of your life? Oh, uh, John Belushi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. I'm still going for Ed Begley Jr., but anyway. Okay, well. <laughs> uh, just because of the voice. It's still, still throwing me off here. Uh, Actually, I'm trying to remember him from when he was in... Uh, one of the uh, hospital shows uh, mm. back in the 70s or so. Yeah. Uh, he was no. one of the young residents or whatever. Right. And yeah, there might even be some physical resemblance. Wow. Okay. Hmm. Uh, if you could travel anywhere in the world, where would it be? Oh, I don't know if you picked up during my introduction, but I've been on six of the continents so yeah. far. Well, right. Uh, and we've... T- and uh, my wife and I have decided that uh, I'm a four-time Subaru owner. Uh, I didn't spend my money on fancy cars. We spend it on trips. So I've been some great places. Yeah. To tell you, the next pl- the place we haven't been that is probably next in our list is Scandinavia. Ooh, oh, nice. Cool. Excellent. But I was thought you might ask what our favorite trip well, was. Well, I, would, and I, think I was our... actually going to go into that. What has been your favorite trip? Uh, I think it's probably when we spent three weeks on a sailboat on the southern coast of Turkey. Oh, wow. It was a 85-foot gullet, which is this big old tub of a sailboat. Mm. And the people that were on the on the boat, with there was you know, six couples and a crew of three with a great chef. Yeah, our days would be primarily, uh, you wake up in the morning in this beautiful cove, one of those beautiful places you've ever seen in your life. You have breakfast. You sail over to another cove for lunch. You go for a hike up into the mountains, come back down and have uh, cocktails and dinner and uh, maybe go for a swim and then get up and do it all over the next day. Wow. That's, and then, that sounds so great. I think I know Roxy's we, next trip. I want to be on a boat so bad. <laughs> it, it's called the Turquoise Coast or the Blue Voyage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can Google it. And you can see the, uh, these boats, these big old boats that are, they don't go very fast. And we only covered about 150 miles in uh, three weeks because we weren't going fast to go from, you know, to one city to the other. We were just enjoying ourselves. And, you know, that area has so much history that we actually played Frisbee golf in a Lycian ruin one day just because it was out in a field. And, you know, it doesn't have a name for it or anything. It's just it's been around for 3000 years. Wow. Wow. That's so cool. Wow. Well, Ed, thank you so much for coming on and sharing these amazing stories. Now, I'm sure you have, I know you said you're hosting Jingle Fest, so what, what do you have to plug? Where can we find you? I know you're on Twitter and all that stuff, so let us know how we can get in touch with you. I'm only on Twitter, and that's at EDB1947. And yes, we are hosting again. Actually, the, uh, the owner of Stormcloud, who's become a little, thanks to all the people that have been meeting in, in, uh, in his pub all of these years, his brew pub, is going to co-host with me. Oh, great. Oh, wow. And last time, Jeannie from Baltimore had never been in the state of Michigan. So I said, well, come on and stay with us. And and she said, oh, that sounds like a great idea. So that was great fun. Yeah. Great. She's such a nice person. Last time at uh, Summer Littles 2, we're all sitting there. And all of a sudden, a family of five comes walking up. And he's wearing a Cheddar t-shirt. Ooh, and wow. so 
he said, I just happened to be visiting, you know, in the area and had heard about this and didn't know any of us. It was great fun to meet him. So. Oh, cool. that's so great. I, that's, These are the I feel like that's going to happen to me in New York here at some point. I mean, that's got to happen to me in New York at some point. So yeah. we'll see. Well, Ed, thank you again. And as an homage to the show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? My answer is a little more complicated. Okay. That's... Sorry. Sorry about that. No, um, nope. apologies needed. I fully admit that over is better looking. Okay. Uh, I do believe, although I know there's a debate, that under allows you to be more accurate in tearing off the appropriate number of sheets. So I slightly prefer under. Okay. But because I'm more interested in function than fashion. Uh, on the other hand, I'm not that passionate about it one way or the other. The only thing I do insist on is consistency. I don't want to have to think about it when I'm sitting there. I just want every every role in the house has to be the same. Right. Gotcha. Oh, okay. okay. That's, that, that's, I think this is... That's think, maybe our new favorite answer. I think that's the best answer we've gotten for sure. So, so this is way too much, but my daughter-in-law is very style and fashion oriented she mm -hmm. insists on over okay my daughter is the tap dancer is very math oriented and functional and she is not only belligerently under but she's a chuck todd who will change it in your house <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> Oh, well, I love everything about that answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank All you right. so much for coming on, taking the time. And, this has been uh, great fun. La cheeserie, sir. All right. Thank you. All right, Loyal Littles. We'll All be right. right back. This is Michelle from Houston. You're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And thank you, Ed Butt, for coming on. I mean, Roxy, I don't want to make the loyal listeners jealous, and especially Chuck and Simon, but we got some of the best off-air stories. So I highly recommend if he said he actually said this in the interview. So he said, I think uh, he has some stories about the Mets and things like that off. If you ever want to have a beer with him, he's more than happy to share them with you. And yep. uh, we only got one of them, but I highly recommend it, Littles. If you can make it to where they're going to be for Summer of Littles 3.1, I would run, not walk. How much fun. How exciting is that? We have a website. That's so cool. I mean, it's really cool. So It's uh, so official. It's so official. Summeroflittles.com. Don't, don't forget. All right. Let's get to the Friday Five. Roxy, what's the first one? First question. What's your favorite sports venue and where must you go before you die? All right, Chuck, you do this one. Okay, well, as a lifelong baseball fan, I feel like all sports venues that are historic or, or destination places are, are baseball stadiums, right? I mean, nobody really has a football stadium or basketball uh, stadium that they're like, oh, I got to go there before I die. Well, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe a couple, but me. I agree. Overall, yes, it's most, mostly ballparks. Yeah. But, like, so, but I think Lambeau Field would maybe rank in there. And maybe soldier, yeah, you know, okay, yeah, a couple, couple. But you're you right. Lambo, you're right. But mostly baseball. But yeah. anyway, I've I've never been to the two juggernauts of the baseball stadium world, which is Wrigley Field and Fenway Park. I've been to them on the outside, never on the inside. So Wait. those are two. Whoa. Of my, Wait, are you telling me you've never uh, been to Fenway Park, Chuck? I've not. I've been to the outside. I've never seen a game or gone inside. I'm not sure game. we can friends any longer chuck that's, that's i know that's... I, well every time i've been in the boston area it's not been baseball season. hey chuck have you ever been to revere no i don't even know is that paul <laughs> <laughs> so i would go to either one of those and then if i had to pick a, 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 something outside of the baseball world i would I, I would like to go to the masters that would be mm. a, a place a, a venue that i would go to or i guess so a, you're a so course. you're about to die and you're like, yeah, I'm gonna go to the Masters. I'm gonna go That's... watch some golf. <laughs> All right. Yes, that would be that would I be might kill you. Yeah, that would be heaven. That would probably heaven. <laughs> All right. Let's go to number. Somebody buried. That's a good place to be buried. That, that's true. I mean, there's, true. A lot, there's a lot of there's a lot of room, a lot of grass. Amen, uh, corner. Yeah, and uh, Chuck, just for the record, I have been lucky enough to be in to both Wrigley and Fenway. And knowing you, you must, you must. I know, right? Must, I'm must, not must getting get any younger, so I don't know when this is yeah. going to happen, but it's got to happen sometime. Yeah, it's great. All right, let's get to number two. This one's for Roxy. Bridges are cool. Have you heard? They connect us and save us time. Name two places or people you would like to connect. I mean, I think the obvious choice, Bridges, would be 
either crossing the Atlantic or crossing the Pacific. So obviously that would mean to me California to Hawaii or New York to, say, Ireland. That would be pretty cool. Okay, that's a long yeah. trip. Skip over the top of Ireland. Just keep that bridge going to London if you want. Uh, <laughs> appreciate that. Just speed up. Speed I was kind of thinking the same thing, Simon. But sure. Yeah. Those are good choices. That's a long yeah. bridge. That's a long I mean, ass bridge. That, bridges. that might terrify me slightly, but I also think that would be kind of cool. You could just and hop in the car and drive to Hawaii, you know? That's going to be a long drive as well, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, like probably five days. Maybe I, I would hope they're, they could figure out a, a bathroom situation and a food situation, but... I understand what you're saying. I mean, maybe Jared could get on that for us because... And I you got to fill if, up on gas and like... I know. Is there a Starbucks on the way? Probably. I now see how that is probably impossible. It was a good but thought, though. But in a dream world, that would be pretty yeah. cool. And, now, and then Jared would have to start from Hawaii next time to go to the Oof. east coast that would be right bad. but he would be able to walk it oh so that's right. without a doubt right without a right. doubt all right number three roxy what do we got all right space is impossibly vast names fascinate to you but you have trouble comprehending i, I it's time travel really well especially in tv shows mm. it never makes sense and then the more you start thinking about it the more my brain can't really figure it out because if you go back, then you're affecting what's already happening. I mean, you know, it's all the classic thing with Back to the Future. But I'm, uh, for some reason, I've been persuaded to watch the show Outlander at the moment on Netflix. Mm-hmm. If anyone mm-hmm. watches it, it's no, but I have, I've heard of it. It is. It's a ridiculous. Um, Good. Basically, so it's just uh, okay. So poppery. <laughs> You know, I think it's based on like an erotic novel, I think someone said to me. So the storyline is very intense, but it involves this lady going back in time 200 years. But then she's trying to change history, but then she can't. But then she tries and then she goes back. And it's just like the timelines never make sense with time travel. Right. It has to to be impossible. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I can't I can't wrap my head around making sense of time travel. Was that your superhero power, too? It was actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. good, so, good yeah, memory. Good. So, but it doesn't I can't make sense of it? But I want no, it. but I yeah. want it. I must have I it. Want it. I want so, it. <laughs> so, Roxy, go ahead and ask. That's your favorite question to ask the Meet the Littles guest. So, if you could time travel, where would you go? I, I'd probably just selfishly, you know, try and make myself rich somehow. That's probably. <laughs> so that's where you're going. So, where do you go yeah. for that? Do you go back to like? Um, like where would I you go? I don't know. I'd be scared to go back anywhere. I mean, like maybe see dinosaurs would be kind of cool, but then you got to survive. Yeah, so. you need right. an escape plan. Right. That Are you getting up on stuck there, or is it like you get to go for like a day? Like, what are the yeah. rules of this? You know? Well, we're just trying to have some fun with the question, Simon. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know there had to be rules. I want to make sure I'm following the rules. Fine. Look, I'll go back to when I'm 10 and invest in, you know, boring Apple stocks or, like yeah, Google right. and Apple and yeah. Facebook or whatever. All right. just... <laughs> That's what I want. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Roxy, what's the next one? This one's All mine, right. right? Number four, pick an album that blew your doors off as a kid and has stuck with you ever since. Okay. Now, to me, the key word in this whole question is kid. So the key phrase would be as a kid, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. So I'm going to go with Mary Poppins, believe it or not, the soundtrack to Mary Poppins, because I was in fifth grade. I had just started playing drums and I had like basically a sticks and pad. You know, that's all you get back then. Nowadays, luckily for the music education world has expanded and you get more than that now. That's all I got to start with. And I would come home and put the 33 record. Look that up, kids, if you don't know what that is. And it was the Mary Poppins soundtrack. And I would make a makeshift like little drum kit. I would use pillows and uh, we had these, I don't even know what I would use. It's hard to explain what I would use for cymbals and things like that. But I would do this every day and pretend, you know, who knew like 30 years later, there was going to actually be a Broadway show, Mary Poppins on stage that I can actually drum to. But that was my go-to as a kid. And that to me, wow. that's the key word for that. Now, I also loved the old, all the Disney albums that, you you know, the sing-alongs with Donald and Mickey and all that stuff too. Mm-hmm. Did you see the movie and then you were like, oh my God, I must buy the, have this record. I, or did somebody give it to you? Well, like, where did you come up with Mary Poppins? I guess. In fifth grade. Yeah, I guess it had to have been. We probably already owned it. And sure, I'd, I'm sure I'd seen the movie. I didn't buy the album. I'm sure my mom bought it for us just to have. I think it came like in a Disney five pack or something like that. And we had all these diff- Disney albums. But that was the one. I mean, I hate to bring this up that my mom smoked. And so she had this tall ashtray. And I would take the glass ashtray part of it out. And it was like a metal. That's what I would use for like my hi-hat or cymbal. 
And I literally pieced together with like a pots and pans and things like that. And I would just go around and pretend I was playing. And I think I was doing it well. I don't know. I don't remember. But that's just that had an impact. Interesting. Yeah, growing up as that's a kid. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Good one. All right. Last one. Now, this one I think we should all do. Number five. We all know spirit animals. But who is your spirit movie character? Can what? I do a repeat of something I said on a previous episode? I guess. Go ahead. You go first. So... I think I'm going to go with my lookalike, my doppelganger, which is uh, the character from The Paper Man, the Disney short. I believe her name was Meg. And the way she carries herself, I think, is very similar to me and how I carry myself. Okay. So I'm going to go with her. All right. <laughs> and before we go any further, I'm going to go over to Little's Picking Games right now and place a little bet. I just did it. My gut is telling me Chuck's going to take mine. That's what I'm going to go. So, <laughs> no, so Simon, go why don't you go next? Um, it's a tough one. I'm probably going to go with Colin Firth's character in Kingsman because, oh. yeah, very specific. It's probably not accurate, really, because, like, I'm not deadly. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't. Mm-hmm. I'm not That's a spy. okay. Mine's like that, too, if Chuck doesn't take it. Right. I, yeah, I'm not a spy. But, like, I, you know, his, uh, his mannerisms, his, his philosophy, mm-hmm. things like that. Probably more accurate is someone from Love Actually or some rubbish like that. Oh, right. Hello. <laughs> exactly. Or the, the uh, what was that, The Holiday, that one? Mm-hmm. The Holiday, yeah. Yes. I mean, th- those are more accurate Yeah. because I'm not a deadly spy. But. Right. All right, Chuck, what do you got? Well, I don't really have one, but I just got word from Sully from Boston. He <laughs> wanted me to give you his. And his is actually Buddy Pine from The Incredibles. What? Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, I don't even yeah, know what that Mr. is. Uh, AKA syndrome. So I don't know what that means, but you can look it up. I'm going to have okay. to Google this. Um, I don't know, but I have a feeling you're going to get some, some comments on Twitter. <laughs> and just for the record, Littles, I, this sucks because I have to defend Chuck because Chuck conveniently isn't on Twitter. Now in his defense, I wasn't either before this podcast started, but now I am obviously with the loyal Littles podcast and I feel like I have to defend Chuck here, and I, Chuck, you got to get on Twitter because I'm tired. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not missing much. All right, well, Chuck, you clearly didn't take mine, obviously. And again, it's kind of like Simon. I want to preempt this before I say it, but I think I'm. I, I just one of my all-time favorite movie characters is the dude. I mean, uh... do I have to say the movie? <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think it's accurate at all. <laughs> yeah, man. It, it, yeah, man. It ties the room yeah, together, man. man. A beverage here, man. I got a beverage here, man. <laughs> um, excuse me, sir. <laughs> what? <laughs> Obviously, that is the Big Lebowski, the dude. Yeah, dude. The dude abides. Yeah, the dude abides. All right. Well, thank you, Patrick Moffat, for the Friday Five. That was a lot of fun. Those are really good. We like doing those. And we also want to thank Ed Butt, our Meet the Littles guest, and Michelle Pendleton this week, and Mary Faye Randolph for our bumpers. We really appreciate that. Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You can email us at wtfcpodnet at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod, also on Instagram at The Loyal Littles Podcast, and on our Facebook page, The Loyal Littles Podcast. And Chuck, how can you find us on Twitter? Uh, you can tweet. Yep. Yep. That's what I thought. <laughs> to, you can tweet something. Okay. And as always, please get us a rate and review if you're over there on Apple and iTunes. We really appreciate it. All right, you guys. I cannot thank you enough for being here. This has been great. Here's to another 50, hopefully. And you guys, this has yeah, been fantastic. No we really kidding. appreciate you coming on and taking the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, also one quick scheduling note. It looks like the big show might be going Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week. So as we always don't do, we will not drop the same day. So look for our next episode. If that does happen, we will probably drop on Thursday next week. All right. And as always, if you're out shopping online tonight, use the code. That's like music to my ears, guys, really. First of all, I'm really old.
Once I saw your desire coming from your life, I know it's no more within you than the tears you no more cry. You used to seem so much taller, now buried the passions I. You have so many fears they gave you. Let them go. Find dreams inside. With the west wind gone, you've been burned too long. I know. With the west wind gone, your sunburned eyes should let you know. With the west. And the fire from inside you, one soul clear from the other side. And from your eyes, a glowing vision, unburied deep inside. And it's been getting you so tired, a false flicker. A fading light, and it's so hard to see clear in. So close your eyes tonight. With the west wind go, you've been burned too long. I know. With the west wind go, your sunburned eyes should let you know. With the west wind podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Oh, yeah.